What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I have one of my unstoppable friends with us today, Amelia Antonetti, met her on Clubhouse. And, you know, just so thankful, just like a lot of relationships that people have had over the last few months from that app. It's one of those culturally changing apps that was put out. I'm just uh, so thankful that I've had the opportunity to meet Amelia. And I will welcome you to the show in a second, but I want to introduce you. She is one of the most sought-after human behaviorists and conflict resolution experts in the world. For more than 25 years, she has dedicated her life to helping people and leaders through some of the most challenging and scariest parts of their lives. She has helped companies innovate, manage turnarounds, and set strategy for some of the most high-profile clients in the music, sports, and entertainment industries. She is convinced you are three steps away from turning the impossible into the possible with actionable and measurable changes. Amelia, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear. So excited to hear. Love it. Hey, you know, look, I I look forward to some guests. I look forward to all of them. So if anybody, any of them are listening, but you are one of the ones that I've looked forward to since I've met you. And uh, I'm very glad to have you here. And I just want to express gratitude to you. Listen, I love, I, every time I see your name flash up on Clubhouse, I'm like, woohoo, there he is, there he is. I'm like a groupie fan. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it, like the, the Italian last name, does it? Listen, La Familia is La Familia. You know, we can't help it. We find each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we start the show every day, every time with the question, what are you made of? So let's go ahead and get into it. Amelia, what are you made of? You know, I think there are a couple of different things. I mean, I think resilience is probably at my foundation because I am beyond resilient, but just crazy tenacity. So I think that's definitely part of my, I would say my recipe of what makes an Amelia. I also have a huge heart. You know, I always have, I've had a love for people from, um, I think the moment I got here, I've got huge compassion and empathy. And I think that's what's driven me to try to solve very complicated problems um, in a very quick and simple, easy manner. And I think that that's what led me into category disruption because I was just trying to solve problems. You know, one of my core values is I won't make a bad person rich. I just won't. And so I think that that goes to, you know, what it is that I'm made of. And every time I have either another success or another failure and I re-examine myself, it's funny how a lot of those ingredients have been with me since I was very, very, very little. And I love when people doubt me. I love when they think that I'm not going to surprise them because I'm like, if I'm in your life, you are going to go, whoa, what did you just do? At least once, right? And so I think that those are part of my ingredients. And I am a huge uh, we person. And I think that's coming from that big Italian family. We think of the power of the collective. We think of in that we mentality. So being a CEO is very easy for me because I'm always thinking about my team. 
I really don't have any I in my world. Matter of fact, on my office, it says, you know, we'll fire you for I. We don't even use the language because we know we win together and we fail together. So I think those are definitely some of those areas that makes me me. Love it, man. I'm going to dig deeper into that, of course, because I know there's more to it. Uh, <laughs> but, but before we do that, you, know, you mentioned problem solving and that it, you can you know, solve conflict. Complicated, complex complicated, complicated, things. Complicated. I was looking here. Complicated problems, but and you make them easy. But so how? What are the steps? Like, how do you approach attacking a problem? Well, I think that's where my human behavior training comes in, right? So I'm a human behaviorist. I try to remind people that they know me for my work and they know me as a CEO, and I'm very grateful for those titles. But my approach is always a very human approach, right? And because people are the ingredient of a success or a failure right? It's not time. It's not money. It's not resources. People like to fill in the gap with a lot of those, you know, other fancy smancy words. It's not. It's a human. It always comes down to a human. And so when I'm looking at a complex problem, I'm really examine the human that is leading that ship, right? Because any problem isn't that the CEO does not know, right? It's the CEO is choosing to either be in denial, right? Or not living in an awareness, right? But they, they are aware, right? It's that, it's that painful look when something's going wrong, whether you're a CEO or in your personal life. Once that slippery slope starts, the natural instinct, the protective nature of a human is to pretend it's not that bad, It doesn't matter, right? But it starts, right? You're like, ooh, this is going to get really Mm -hmm. quick and fast, right? Where you go beyond the ability to get off that and stop that train. And so when I'm looking at a complex problem, it, it is always, I'm trying to look at where's the human dynamic here? Where is the gap in either the leadership and or the in the team and the employees or the initiative and the directive versus the marketplace like it always comes down to some humans incorrect perspective on what's really going on even in yeah. like a marriage or a relationship you know the problem is that they're not aligned that they're what the pro, what is going on right she thinks one thing's going on he thinks something else is going along and the marriage will continue to deteriorate until both people come together to at least lean into the other person's perspective, right? It doesn't have right. to be your perspective, but until you can see somebody else's perspective, you're, not, you're treading water. And treading water is really a slow death. You're dying and you don't know it. Yeah, yeah. So we talk a lot about that with uh, acknowledging, accepting, and enacting. And that's something that we always approach our business with, our relationships with. And uh, that, that's been a huge thing for me is for talking about setbacks and turning them into rocket fuel and and resiliency is not really a strong enough word. You said something about that. You said resiliency, but then you said that's like even more beyond that, right? What is a word? What is a word that is better than resiliency? Because resiliency only gets you back to your original form, right? right. Nobody wants to do that. We I mean, it's, it's, the bounce, it's the bounce factor, right? Yeah. I bounce back from experiences that would level a full grown man, like would take him out at the knees, right? And yeah. it makes me more feisty, right? Yeah. I'm like, Bring it on, right? Give me, because give me an I'm, example. Give, oh, give me an example of that, though. Because you said, you, you know, I want to hear something like that that would take me out. Oh, in this, you know, I this. So I because you can't do that on my show. You can't just say that. No, 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 no. Okay, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm fully not, transparent. I'm a little so slow. <laughs> I decided to. I love diversity. I've always been a big person for having an eclectic mix of a team. I love it. 
Um, it's like a big smorgasbord of great food. That's how I kind of see it. And so I brought somebody in that I really believed in originally from another country, found him working at like a car dealership. I'm like, dude, what did you do when you were back home? Right. Brought him into the company, invested into a lot of development tools, ended up bringing his wife, his kids and on EB5, all kinds of stuff. And he slowly stole from me. $4,995 at a time because I only signed checks over $5,000. And so I didn't see it. And I take full responsibility for it. But it was not just the $11 million, right? It also was having somebody in my inner circle who I cared about that I considered family. You said 11 million? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And just want to make sure everybody heard that. Yeah. Well, and, but the reality is, I would have given it to him, right? The reality is if he, if, if he would have come to me, right? And so that experience and that bounce was about me taking a look at myself and say, I have to take a look at what I am and how I show up that this person didn't trust me enough to come and have a conversation and instead took a shorter route to steal from me, right? And so that's all about me. It's not about them. Yep. And so bouncing back to say, this isn't a one-off scenario, right? The, the, the reality about bouncing back is to examine where is the pattern, right? Because the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. And that's where the difficulty is, right? Taking full ownership and responsibility of where you are. And I had to say, okay, who else cannot come to me with these hard conversations? Where is this same pattern that I don't want to look at, right? Because I I consider myself extremely approachable, very team oriented, very giving, right? But I'm like, well, that's the story I'm telling myself because here's the evidence right here in front of me. There's $11 million of evidence that you didn't do it once, you did it twice. You know, this is a repetitive behavior and nowhere along the way was there enough of the relationship established where they said, you know, this would probably really hurt her feelings if she found out, right? And so that was hard for me. It was very hard for me to come and go, why didn't you come to me? Like, what is it? Did you have the chance to talk to them? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also had to make a decision whether I was going to press charges, right? And so there was, there was a lot of examining who I am and what kind of leader I am and what kind of person I am. And what this was going to mean for me. And it was a huge reflection for me as a leader, as a mother, as a partner, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter. And I realized that I needed to establish stronger communications. I needed to put different boundaries, guidelines around trust. And what I learned about myself was that trust for me is earned repeatedly. So just because right now you and I may have established trust, I'm going to test you again and again and again to make sure that it stays earned, not just by me, by you too, and that I earn it repeatedly from you. And so that was a conversation that I didn't have before this experience. I didn't say, hey, listen, I'm really excited about what you're doing and I'm going to earn your friendship. I'm going to earn your trust. And so it became part of who I am, but it was devastating, right? I mean, it was literally, I was like, 
whoa, like I got a, I get a call from a bank that says, you know, your mortgage bounced. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, that's not even right, possible, right. right? I'm like, not even like, I, you know, I've been, you know, through the kind of the tr- scale of my um, selling, you know, several different companies, right? So I was like, this is, this is a problem I had when I was in my twenties. What are you talking about? My mortgage didn't go through. Right. And then I started looking in and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? Like, what is going on? And then I had to say, Amelia, you took your eye off the ball. You got too comfortable, mm-hmm. right? I and was so, going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, big time. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, you know, not checking in, you know, not taking responsibility, not having, you know, checks and balance and accountability along the way, you know, not all kinds of stuff. Not, not watching the, you know, that's what Oprah said to me. Oprah said, man, sign every check. And I'm like, I signed checks over five grand. Yeah, she was right. <laughs> she, she was right. Right. And so you, you learn. And, and with that, I think you get resilient, right? I could have gone into a fetal position and said, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? It took me X amount of time to, you know, earn that type of foundational, you know, wealth. Uh, And so what am I going to do now? And what I've learned is that if you learn the lessons while you're in the bounce, you come back that much stronger, that much greater, right? So the amount of time it took me for the first company that I did I was able to do it in half the time the second time. And right. And then the third time I did it literally in a quarter of it just you get faster and faster at it. Yeah, the company yeah. that I'm in now, I have to remind people that we started this company in March of 2020. We have done more <laughs> in a year and a half ish. Right. than most people will do in 10 or 20 years. Like and so how I keep saying, well, you can't take it on this one occurrence. Right. I've been doing this right? For 25 plus years. If I'm not great at what I do right now, it might be time for me to quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or just change direction or something. Right. So how long, how long did it take you to accept, acknowledge, accept, and then act when that happened? And how long were you down? Like, down, yeah, like so, just feel that feeling. Right yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, listen, the sinking feeling that takes a while, right? And there's no two ways. So the first thing for me, in my full Italianism is I get feisty first, right? I get angry and I, I want to declare war. That's the first place I'm going to go. You hit me, I am going to hit you back, right? So you need to eat and sleep and I don't. And so <laughs> I have that very tenacious, yeah. competitive streak in me. And I have to be fully responsible for that. And I've had to learn behavior modification tools to not react. Because in my reaction, I lose. And so I had to go, okay, let me just take this all in and Mm -hmm. let me look first, not outside of self, inside to say, what did I do to contribute to the smack that I just got, right? What did I do? And so it takes time, you know? So for me, you know, I, you know, I think it happened on a Tuesday, I went ahead with, you know, I had responsibilities on a very full calendar. And so I ended up, you know, wiggling out of a Friday and sitting down over the weekend and calling some mentors and saying, you know, I need to have some really hard, honest conversations. You know, what am I here to learn about myself? Because I do not want to repeat this. Um, so I took a minute to make some hard decisions. You know, I took probably a full 10 days before I made the decision whether I was going to prosecute or not. You know, I mean, I went, I went into, I literally took some time. And then there was a healing process because I realized that I had trust issues, right? That my relationship with trust wasn't a healthy one, that it was still was a very immature, it was stunted. 
and mm-hmm. that I needed to lean into being a full responsible adult and change my relationship with trust and then respect people enough to let them know what my boundaries were around trust and how they would or would not establish it with me and to call it what it was. I definitely have relationships that are in my life that are very beneficial to either my wealth generation or my business growth, whatever. And we don't have trust. I don't trust you. You don't trust me. But this is how we're going to work together because we haven't earned that with each other yet. Right. And I'm okay with that because I'll just call the elephant right in the room and say, okay, I think you're a great businessman, but I don't trust you farther than I can throw you. So let's just put it out there right now. Right. But that doesn't mean I don't, I can't learn from you. Right. And and that, that misnomer of that, I've got to like you in order to do business with you. No, I don't. All I got to do is tell you that I don't like you. (laughs) I just got to tell you. (laughs) Um, I definitely have made money with people that I go, yeah, I'm not too sure if you're ever coming to the Italian Sunday dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, um, I had another question, but I'm going to go to this because you just mentioned that. So what is, what do you think about the fact, and this is happening in a clubhouse right now where people are doing business with people and then someone has a problem with someone and then they think because let's just say I'm still doing business or I'm still talking to someone that they have a problem with that they think scammed them, which I don't see, you know, I don't know from being a third party. And then them saying that since I have influence that I'm manipulating my followers by still talking to the person, which I don't know or have proof that they did anything wrong. You follow me? Mm -hmm. We had this big discussion the other day in clubhouse and I'm not going to bring any names into it, of course, but they basically saying, and I, look, I'm a big boy. I can handle myself. I'm just getting your take on it that I'm being manipulative to my followers because I'm still talking to someone that they say scams people, which they don't even have a hundred percent proof. Right. Well, I think it goes back to a behavioral discussion, right? Most of us have immature relationships, right? We have really not that much different relationships than we did in high school and college. And we haven't developed that adult relationship, right? for our future selves, right? Mm -hmm. We're still playing in this messy pool of clicks and hearsay and all that other stuff. But in a mature adult relationship, a healthy adult relationship really means that there are no off limit anything, right? It's the art of conflict, right? Brilliance is born in conflict. And so it's about me saying, I am responsible for the relationship that I'm in with you. I am. And I'm building that relationship with you based on what I see, what I hear, and what I experience. Now, I can, if I chose, take in other people's data if that is how I roll, right? What I have found for myself is that I don't like any middleman. Yep. I want to know from, I'm the first one to come to you and go, hey, listen, I heard that you said you felt that I was overly aggressive. I'd like to talk that about you because I'm just hearing little chitter chatter. And I just want to make sure somebody didn't misunderstood what you said. Maybe you do feel this way. I want to know that between you and I, there's the least amount of mud possible because that's how I've had relationships for 35 years. I am very, very comfortable having an uncomfortable conversation. Me too. I love that. (laughs) Right. And so when- It's actually fun, isn't it? When everybody, when you know you're, you're good at that or you thrive on it, and you know, other people don't, it's actually, to me, it's kind of like a game in a way. I'm not, not to yeah. take light of serious situations, but to me, it's like, Hey man, watch this. I'm not afraid. Watch. And you go into it and, and people are just like, Holy shit. I can't believe he just said that. Like, yeah, I get that all know, the time. And I'm it. very proactive. Like I'm very yeah, proactive, right? Cause I yeah. do a lot of journaling 
right? With myself to try to keep myself to my own standards. And so I've absolutely have called people and said, hey, listen, you know, somebody called me, I was running to the airport and said, hey, they asked me a question and I answered it really quickly. And I could have given an impression that I was angry or I could, and I would call you and go, hey, listen, you know, I was short with your booker. And if it came back that way, I really apologize. And so, and let her, so this is not just a, a weak, I'm sorry call, because I don't believe that's an apology. Here's what I'm going to do. But since it's your employee, I'm going to let you know, I think I did wrong. I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to say, hey, listen, I was short and you don't deserve to be treated that way. I've already talked to C-Rock to let him know that, you know, I did disrespect you. I shouldn't, you didn't deserve that. Right. And so I'm very proactive to get ahead of conversations that you hear it from me before you hear it from your booker. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, because I'm not afraid to take responsibility to say, Hey, listen, I'm human. I make mistakes all the time. Right. I'll, I'll make those calls to say, you know, I'm in the middle of this project and it looks to me, it's my interpretation of this is that you're just not really showing up. You're not really leaning in. So I just want to ask you directly, you know, do you not like the project? Is there something else going on here? Are you having a problem with the team member? Like I'll ask a lot of fact finding questions to try to get underneath what it is that I'm experiencing. And I will tell you 90% of the time, my perspective is off. Yeah. Completely off. What I think is happening is not what's happening. And I tell people that all the time. Something is always happening and it's not what you think. It's yeah. literally not what you think. And how many yeah, times yeah, do we yeah. psych ourselves like, oh my God, this client's calling me. Oh, they're going to be driving me. Like, you know, they're going to be complaining yeah. and they call and they're actually checking in on something entirely differently because yeah. all yeah. this negativity and all this angst, mm-hmm. what we then attract because we're always thinking about the worst scenario versus the best scenario. Yeah, and so I think I- that's all about what you're talking about. It's so easy to have a loose tongue and to gossip and to talk around somebody and around a topic versus hitting it on dead on, right? So if I feel like you scammed me, then that's a conversation that you and I need to have directly because I need to share with you why I feel the way I feel and show you what evidence I'm looking at and give you the right to defend yourself and say, oh my God, Amelia, not at all. Are you aware of all these other things that I did? So that you and I can either agree to disagree, and then how are we going to handle that, right? Or how are we going to do something differently? I've absolutely had less than stellar experiences with people on Clubhouse, and I've handled it in a very adult manner. Hey, listen, it's been great. I've tried your service. It's really not working for me. No reflection on you. I take full responsibility for it. But- I will still be a fan of yours in Clubhouse. I hope you're still a fan of mine, but we're just not going to continue to do business together. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yep. Uh, yeah. And one of the things I said in that room that, that night when they were saying that is the 100% responsibility thing. You know, I said, look, there's a problem in the whole universe where people don't take responsibility for things. And I think as a customer, you need, like you just said it, you just spelled it out. I don't know if you were in that room you're listening to me. Cause I said, as a customer, I take it upon myself when I buy something. My job is to make the person I bought something from look good. That's yeah. the way I approach it because that way, one, I'm justifying my purchase, but two, I have control. Yes. Nobody has control over me. Yeah. You know, so I love that. I mean, I could go on for hours with you and I know we're short on time here, but 
I wanted to ask you one more thing here before we go. Two things, actually. My final question and, and one thing. When did you start and how did you start to get involved with celebrities? And I know the Warren Buffett story but, and how you met him, but how did you start to get involved with celebrities? And then how did you maintain those relationships and, and continue to help them? That's a great question. So first of all, I'm completely ignorant of celebrities, athletes, and musicians. Like I can fall on them and not even realize who they are. Like, so if you're not a business mogul or a mad inventor or in the tech, like, I don't even know. Right. So my ignorance is definitely worked from in my favor. You know, I I tell the story that I was really good. My brother-in-law had a you know Christmas party and I was hanging around and you know became really good friends with a guy named John and I was like he's so awesome and he's so great and my brother-in-law called me and he said hey listen I know you're in Arizona this week you know John's going to be there let me hook you up and I'm like oh sure that would be great whatever that's personable I was like great then I get this thing in my email and I was like mm, it looks like a ticket I'm like well, okay I don't even know what I'm doing <laughs> I'm going to go to a place in Arizona. And I'm, you know, I'm texting John. I'm like, hey, I'm here, whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, come to the back door. Da, 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 da. And I'm talking now. I'm in the green room, right? I've been in a lot of those talking. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I wonder who's playing. And he's like, you're kidding, right? And I'm like, what? He's like, I am. I'm like, you sing? I was <laughs> like, I, what, what kind of music? He's like, you don't know who I like, because we're friends, right? We're just right, like right, right. Christmas and Thanksgiving friends, right? So I'm like, no, right? Well, it was John Legend. Well, <laughs> I only knew John from my my in-laws, you yeah, know, when yeah, I yeah. hanging out. When I, you know, I was like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say John Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was like, I had no idea, right? Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. literally no idea. And he was like, what do you live underneath a rock? And I'm like, I am so in <laughs> primary focus of like what I'm doing at my task at hand that yeah. I miss a lot of the peripheral stuff. Like my kids always laugh. Like they're like, oh, mom. like. But this has happened, like, I wish I was at the BET event. I'm at the BET event having a great time talking and talking to somebody. And he's like, you know, I'm a two-time Super Bowl champion. And I'm like, sir, I haven't been to a Super Bowl in like Who nine years. It? Who was that? Oh, God, I can't even, I can't even remember his name. Uh, I don't even remember his name. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, I wouldn't know well, anyway. I grew up watching sports. And so, like, we'd go to the games and I'd just be like, you know, all just wide-eyed and starstruck when I was a kid, but now I'm starting to meet, obviously, you know, celebrities and things. And it's not as big a deal anymore to me. It's just like, kind of, it's still cool. But yeah, but I, I know- get that starry-eyed over inventions and, and yeah. product disruptions. Like yeah. I'm going to get wide over going, oh my God, like this piece of technology is going to change. Like I'm not very human woohoo, right? I don't yeah, have any yeah. of those. I have experiential or intersections of people that I go woohoo about, right? you know, like the party that we're having, right? We're bringing in a very eclectic, diverse mix of people who would never be in the same room. Like I'm excited about that that. because of the conversations, right? Because when would jazz and rap and Broadway and kind of indie and pop, when would they all be in the same room breaking bread? They wouldn't, right? Unless they're at my house, right? So I'm like, let me open up the doors and invite people into my world. Let me, you like sniff around, check underneath the hood, take a look, right? Because success leaves clues. We say this all the time, right? I'm like, okay, come see my house here. Come see my house in Costa Rica. Come, come look, right? Come, come look, come go look at my house in Arizona. Like, you know, there's plenty of things for you to look at to say, here's the visibility of evidence 
that I may be living some aspect of a life that you want. But don't look at just the positive. Okay? Right, right, right. For everything right. that you see, I can show you the sacrifice or what it cost me, mm-hmm. right? Because we whatever you think is a shiny object, I will say, be perfectly clear, that first big business that I sold, right? And I sold that to Clorox, cost me my marriage. Mm-hmm. Let's not sugarcoat it. I tanked my marriage, right? And intentionally, right? I knew I was doing it and I didn't care because being a CEO and running my employees were more important. So when he came to me and said, hey, I don't see you. You're not around. I'm not on your priority list. I was like, yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're right. I'm not. You're, you're not. <laughs> and you're not going to be on that list anytime soon because here's what I'm doing and I'm looking to sell the company and I have to hit the mile marks. And it was like, listen, maybe we just shouldn't be together. And I'm like, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. you're right. Yeah. Because I can't resent you for you wanting a wife. Mm-hmm. I am not focused on being a wife. I'm focused on being a CEO. And so we dissolved our marriage. And so I tell people because I made a choice. So I can't be angry at him for the choice that I was making. Right. 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 Now, I'm not advising it. <laughs> I'm not advising it at all. But I'm also saying that, you know, the stepping stones that I've taken, each were decisions that I made. Some of those decisions were easier than others. And a lot of those decisions not only affected me, I now in hindsight realize how many other people it affected. Now, when you're younger, you can usually only think one or two steps around, right? But as you get older, you realize that you have a ripple effect and a responsibility far greater Uh than you're aware of. And so I try to be very transparent about my mistakes, right? Very transparent of where I literally planted my face under the ground, like bam, like when I screw up, I screw up in a major way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tell people how I bounce back from it, but also I'm very keen about what it costs me, right? I have four kids and you can see where I was in my career from the oldest to the youngest. You'd be like, oh, you know, this is where she was in the daily grind and fighting her way or whatever. And you, you can see in the different personalities of my kids, yeah. right? And so I have to take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I, I totally get it, man. You got to give up things to get things and uh, not everybody sees the whole story. I mean, that's why I bring people on the show because the journey to success is often invisible. Listen, you know, and, 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 and uh, listen, you and I both know this. I invite people, and I did this with Oprah, to follow me around, literally try two days. Just try, try two days. And at the end of two days, you'd be like, shit, <laughs> holy crap. Like that woman's that, got energy, <laughs> right? And decision-making, <laughs> like you've got to... You really have to have your big boy pants on if you're going to keep up with me because I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Constantly learning, right? Yeah, yeah. I I can do that though. Right. But it's a different pace. Yeah. Because Grant says that all the time too. And he's saying that. And I'm like, dude, he said, some guy hung out. He couldn't hang out. I'm like, they didn't. He he, he wasn't C Rock. Let me tell you something. I'm built differently. One in a million, right? No, I know. I know. It's one in a million. Like, I mean, I love that challenge. Last night, whatever it was, one something in the morning. I still was hellbent because I wanted to, one of my, well, you remember Solomon Ali, right? I brought him in on Friday. Uh-huh. He's a he's a billionaire, right? He's a powerhouse. He's far yep. ahead of me. And he recommended The Richest Man in Babylon. Well, it was a book I had never written. 
uh, written. I never had read. Yep. And when somebody gives me something and you're ahead of me, you be damned. You'll never mm-hmm. ask me about that book again because I yep. have now read it. Yep. And so last night I'm like, I told myself that I would have it finished, right? I, I set myself a deadline and I'm like, I am not closing these eyes until the book is done. And I hold myself. I don't say something and then go, oh, well, I can do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not in my world. Yep. Not in my world. Yep. Damn, we lying so much. Um, well, look, hey, <laughs> first, the Italian. I know. I, well, I think that and plus some other things maybe from growing up. But, you know, how can my audience reach you, first of all? And do you have anything that you have going on that you want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, you can reach me at Amelia pretty much anywhere and in any of the social platforms. I mean, even my website is Amelia.com, um, which is just A-M-I-L-Y-A. Com. I love, love, love when people comment, when they ask questions. I mean, I'm an open book. So please, please, please reach out to me. You will be pleasantly surprised that I will reach right back. Um, and our, my latest thing is I'm really, really actively involved in Genius Key. And so you can also go to GeniusKey.com and I invite you to really experience your own reflection, right? Because the Genius Key will really show you exactly where your genius is and what amplifies it. And what puts your genius out, right? What literally holds you back. And so it's a great self-awareness tool, but it is probably one of the best team building and scaling uh, tools you'll ever be. And again, people get the word scale and growth confused all the time. I'm talking about scaling, not just growth. Yep. Yep. Scaling is, there's scale and scaling. Scale to take yourself where you are now to the highest potential production, right? And then from there, it's growth and scaling, scaling, right? Is that the difference well, you're talking about? No. So yeah. growth requires capital. Yeah. Okay. And okay. scaling is growth without the infusement of capital. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Right. Yep. And so when I look at, at scaling, well, the way I can scale, right, is by diving into my human capital yeah. and amplifying yep. it. Yep. yep. So it's knowledge that I'm investing. Right not necessarily hiring a whole new crew, right? And so the biggest struggle that entrepreneurs have is finding good people. Mm -hmm. And my perspective is what happens if you have good people, but you don't know how to build them? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So the genius key unlocks that, right? Because just like you and I just demonstrated, most people are not like us, right? And so when a CEO says, I'm looking to hire somebody like us, I laugh. I go, no, because we wouldn't work for anybody else. Yep. You're not looking for you. You're yep. looking for somebody who's not like you. That's the why we the can't lid. them. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Final question. By the way, they can reach you at Amelia.com, right? That's the best way to reach you. That all yep. your contacts information is on there. Rocket Fuel Law. I wrote the book about this. It's all about turning setbacks, all the stuff that you just talked about, a lot of it, converting it into rocket fuel for your future to become unstoppable. But I also, after I wrote the book, I realized there's a line of demarcation at some point where your engine, it goes from a Ford Focus to a Lamborghini because of the knowledge, experience that you have, everything that happens, your wisdom, right? Your engine starts to upgrade and you can't operate off of that fuel is good anymore. You need a higher octane fuel. So that line of demarcation, I'm going to have to figure out a name for it. You get past that. And your new fuel is the things like Genius Key or like targets and goals and dreams that you put out there now because you believe your belief lid's gone and you can pull yourself instead of being pushed by this other stuff. So what does that mean to you in in, in three or four sentences? Yeah, that's a big point. Yeah, so it's very clear for me. So I come from a very dysfunctional, abusive childhood. 
right? So anything that you've ever read about that you're like, oh my God, that sucks. Put that in a nice little bag and shake it up because I've got lots of those. And so I was emancipated at 15. And what I will tell you is that zero from 15 made me angry, bitter and resentful with a huge chip on my shoulder, which was my rocket fuel that really fueled me into all different types of successes during my 20s and I would say early 30s because I was going to outwork you, but I was really angry at you. I was angry and I used that anger to build companies. Mm -hmm. Now, what had happened as I dove into more of my own healing, my own responsibility, my own change of perspective on that's actually all of that has been my greatest gifts. I leaned into forgiveness and empathy and all kinds of stuff in my early 30s. That is what then the momentum shifted for me. It wasn't being fueled by anger and fueled by just the feistiness of I'll get there before you because I can kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. And it started to the, the world started to pull me up because I was more aligned with what's the outcome? What's the intention? How do I want to show up? How do I learn to love you in a way that you can receive it? How do I support you? How can I serve? Well, that wasn't any part of my language, right? Until I became in my really early 30s. And the more I leaned into it and the more I really truly released the, I'm going to do something for you and kind of hoping back here, you do something for me, which is still keeping score. It's practice. It's practice of these skills to really kind of let go and let be for full acceptance that I can accept you exactly where you are, exactly where you are, right? And I need you to give me the same respect to know that I'm a work in development. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm improving every single day but I want you to help me become a better human. And the way we do that is by having this healthy adult communication, even on difficult conversations. And I think that's why I've had relationships for so long. But that's the shift that you're talking about is the first part of my life was to prove to you I could. And this part of my life is really to contribute more before you throw dirt on me Mm -hmm. so that I actually have made a difference with my life. Love it. Great answer. Great answer. You guys go check Amelia Antonetti out. She is a just a masterpiece. And I, I'm so thankful that you're on the uh, show today. Thank you for your uh, friendship. And again, I look forward to working with you here in the future. Guys, you've been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, Mike Searock and the unstoppable Amelia Antonetti. Thank you for listening. Go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and check out these on YouTube, Mike Searock Sirocco. You can watch these instead of listen if you'd like. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike crock.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me